Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Can we give God a big praise offering like he's worthy of? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm so glad you're here this morning to start 24 off in the Lord's house, man, on this first Sunday. Turn around and tell your neighbor, say, I'm glad you made it. Would you do that? Come on. Say, I'm glad you made it. <clears throat> yeah, you made it. Starting strong, man. I love it. Praise God. If this is your first time with us at Faith Renew, maybe it's been a while. We're so glad you're here. Faith Renew Church, loving our first time guests real quick. Let them know you're glad they're here. If we have not yet already met you, please stop by Connect. This area here to my right, we'd love to meet you, have a gift for you. Just get to know you better. Please stop by if you would. All those who are joining us uh, there at home, man, we're excited to have you tuned in our online uh, family today. Don't forget to comment, say hello to us. Let us know where you're watching from. But, man, I'm, again, just excited about what God has done already in 24. First Sunday, and he's already at work in a big way. And so, again, I'm just so thankful for the presence of God. Uh, one of the things we do around here, if you're new, you may not know it, but we go to God's Word every week and every time we gather. So, again, if you brought a Bible for the first Sunday of 2024, grab it if you would. Anybody that love their Bible? Yeah. Amen. I truly believe by God's grace and the help of the Holy Spirit, we can live it out, walk it out. It's him, but it's, and again, but he can do that through us. But uh, we're going to be hanging out in this book for a while. So you're, by the time this series is over with, I hope your Bible just falls open, just automatically to this book. That's probably what will happen. We're going to hang out here for a while. But do this, if you would, turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 1. The book of Acts. Yeah, chapter one. And um, if you didn't bring a Bible, uh, the words are all on the screen for you today as well. Also, if you use the YouVersion Bible app, really cool app. Uh, we use that here. A wonderful church made that, come up with that. And so, again, we utilize it. You can go to the YouVersion app, click more, and then events, and you'll be able to see right there on your digital device uh, this message. But Acts chapter one, I'm going to read first three verses, and uh, that's where we'll be hanging out at this morning, but Acts 1, 1 through 3. And it says this, it says, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he had also presented himself Alive. Somebody say alive. 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 After his suffering, by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Oh, man, I want to pray, and then we're going to just unpack this thing a little bit. But would you join me in prayer? This is our first 11 a.m. service of 2024, and I want to invite you to pray with me as we boldly enter the throne room together by grace. So, Father, we dishonor you. Enter in today, God, and are so thankful. We're so blessed, God. You're so good to us. And, God, we just thank you for your grace in this place, your presence in this room. And we thank you for the book of Acts, God. And we ask that you'll speak to us clearly through it, God. And we will hear 
hear and receive and apply all that you have for us to do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. One more time, tell your neighbors, say, man, I'm glad you're here. Would you do it? <clears throat> yeah, tell them I'm say, I'm glad you're here today. Oh, man. It's been mentioned, but we're in 21 days of prayer and fasting here at Faith Renewed Church, man, and it has been exciting. Thank you to all who have been participating, whether it's here in-house, whether it's online, whether you're doing it that morning or later on throughout the day. Thank you for just praying with us. Thank you for fasting and going after God. Man, we are seeing him move already, so thank you for being a part of that. I tell you, it's been exciting. We started it off day one, going into the book and just asking Lord just to do this. He said, if my people call by my name will humble themselves and pray. And so we just said, Lord, we call on you. We're, we've been, you've been chosen by you. We've answered that call. and We're a part of your people. And so we just began to call on him. Second day, we said, King of glory, come on, enter in, fill this room. And so again, he did that. Uh, day three, incredible time. Chris had mentioned this during his prayer time of leading that day. He said, prayer is communion with God and confrontation with the enemy. Come on, prayer is communion with God, confrontation with the enemy. Adam gets up day four and says this as we go after more in 24 we may have to war some in 24 as well and so i'm like good gracious a lot they just keep getting better and better so what do we do day five we fought for our families, amen? And so we gathered in here. This place was wild yesterday in here, man. The presence of God just filling this room, praying for family. And this is what's awesome. He's answering prayer already, amen, already. I mean, get things that like seemed impossible. God is already moving in those situations as his people pray. So again, thank you so much for being a part of that. There have been men here, women here, faith students, faith kids. I mean, all ages. Man, it is incredible. Many of you have been here every day during that prayer and fast time. So thank you. And again, if you can make it here and there, that's cool. Just come be with us. Pray with us. And again, we're going to continue to see God move. And again, I love it because he's doing something special. And we want you to be a part of this. Now, it was mentioned in our faith news today. Blair, you rocked that, by the way. Good job. And uh, it, we, we, um, faith news, it was mentioned that faith track is happening today. You know, what is Faith Track? Faith Track is how we get to know you better. You get to know us better. It is our next step in membership. If you're kind of wondering what that looks like, taking that next step, becoming a part of that. And again, we need you to do this. If you're coming, we need you to register like right now. It's not going to hurt my feelings if I see you on your mobile device for a moment because I want you to register today. We actually set up for the amount of registrations we have. We have gifts. We have materials. So again, we, we need to know that if you're coming. So make sure you do that. Child care is available during that time as well, again, so mark that if you need that. But become a part of what God's doing, amen? Well, this is what I'm excited about today. It's a new year, and it's wild how God sets it up. He's just good. It's a brand new series this morning, today. So tell your neighbor, say, we're starting a new series this morning, amen? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> amen, we're starting a new series this morning. If you don't know, it's called Acts of the Church. Acts of the church. And so uh, as we go after this thing, man, I'm excited about this, this series. Um, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I really felt uh, taking a different opening today. The title of the message is simply this. It's the introduction. All right. So we're just going to really focus in on the first three verses. Now, I'm one of those like, man, I want to like jump on in to like stuff like, man, crazy stuff like wind blowing, fire falling. And I'm like, let's go, Lord. But, but you have to know why those things happened. 
And we need to know how that's possible and how it's possible today because of that. So again, as we do this, we're going to be spending some time. There are going to be areas that we're going to be like kind of hanging in a little bit longer, maybe than normal in some certain areas. One of the things I really, truly feel like the Holy Spirit just kind of was speaking in my heart as I was preparing for this series, like, don't rush it. Don't rush it. You know what I mean? I have a tendency. I, I have a tendency to talk fast. Um, my dad was an auctioneer. Hey, buddy, 25, 25, 25, 30, 25. He, I mean, and I don't know. It just flowed down. I have a tendency to like do that. I'm like, let's go. Let's do, let's go. But I feel like God was just saying, slow down. Don't, don't miss this foundation. Don't, don't miss the introduction. Like, you know, I think a lot of times we skip over those things in the Bible and just go on to next stuff. But I want us to zero in on some things here. And there will be some times in this series we're going to last longer in some areas, but we're going to go straight through Acts 1, 2, 3, 4, if you're wondering how, what this is going to look like. So we're going to be here a while. It's going to be a good time. And every opportunity you can, be here and watch it if you miss it. But this is the Acts of the church. Now, if you have have a Bible, a paper Bible, or even digital, you may see at the top of that, the heading, the Acts of the Apostles. Now, I'm not up here preaching heresy or not getting heretical because I didn't name the series what it was named at the top of your heading of your Bible, okay? Is that correct? Yes, amen. But how did the Acts of the Apostles happen? It happened because it was the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so it was the work of the Holy Spirit setting in motion some things that God would do. And what he wants to do is this. He wants to continue what he started in the book of Acts. He wants to do every one of those things today. Amen. You, you have to see this book in that light. We're not just reading this as history. We're reading this as prophecy as well of what God is going to do in our life as we go after God and as we seek his face. Now, I love that we watch the Lord show up and he does some things that are like just miraculous. And then he's going to do this. He's going to release the Holy Spirit to the apostles. And that spirit has never left. He's still here today, the same Spirit of God. We're going to be seeing this as we go through this passage, but i got to slow down. All right, so verse 1. All right, in verse 1, we see a breakdown of some things that are really kind of cool, just kind of setting the tone. First, we see is this, that this is the, the former account I made. So he's talking about Aaron, verse 1. He's making a reference, again, that he is speaking and writing another letter to them. That we, we see it there, there was a first volume. Now, that means this, the writer of the book of Acts has written a previous book. He's written another work. And so again, this is what historians would believe. They would believe, and that's what theologians, most people would believe in, in this, that, that Luke was the writer of the book of Acts. And, uh, and it's neat because you see this if you're, like maybe this year, doing it, you have a Bible reading plan or you're wanting to start one. You can actually kind of see volume one and two kind of work together. Like we're seeing a continuation of the book of Luke here kind of flow into the book of Acts. Like you see Luke ending with an ascension to heaven. We're going to see in chapter one, there's going to be him referring back to that ascension of Jesus going to heaven. But now I don't want to miss this. I don't want to just jump in and miss this because there's some really neat things. Luke was a writer of this. Luke has been termed as a historian, 
as an evangelist. And so again, you're seeing God use someone who would like, who was serious about what he was writing, wanted to write details and things that we needed to know. And so again, he had a heart for this and he also uses this as evangelistic approach. Now, it's, this is cool because we don't know a ton about Luke. Now, I want to look at just a couple of passages we see that would give a, some time, some kind of a description. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 14, it says this. It says that Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. And so this is one of the things we know. He was a physician. He, he was, a, it was a doctor of some sort. So again, we know that about him. Probably, again, some, some form of education, some knowledge there that he would, he would operate in. We, we see in Philemon chapter 1, uh, verses 23 and 24, we see Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you. As do Mark and... Uh, who, who's that? I want to say his name. <coughs> Aristarchus? Okay, we'll go with that. No, it's Aristarchus. And so again, as do Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke. This is what we see. My fellow laborers. So Luke, again, is a laborer for the kingdom. He is not, again, just writing something down. This guy was walking this stuff and doing this thing as well. So again, we see this. He's written it. So the book of, uh, book of Acts, probably written, again, by Luke. And he writes this to us. Interesting. He says, O Theophilus, there in, chat, in verse 1. So he writes this to someone. Now, it, Theophilus has been a, one of those that people have different opinions on who that person was. Uh, some historians, theologians, they would say that Luke's position as a physician was actually a slave position. Again, uh, slavery is becoming evil. It was a very evil thing that we see became in our nation. But this was actually kind of referred to. Some would say that it's possible that Theophilus was the master over him, kind of like a boss or whatever, whatever it may be. So he writes this as a term to him. He, he calls out to him, O Theophilus. Some would say this about Theophilus, that he was uh, possibly someone who was financially blessed and who actually kind of helped fund the work that Paul did, that, the, that Luke was doing. Regardless of those things, I was looking this up, and I, I, this is why I think it's so cool. He says, oh, Theophilus, and that word means, Theophilus means this. It means that they are a friend of God. That they are loved by God. Amen. So when you read the book of Acts, I don't want you to read this book. I don't want us to study this thing together and say he's writing to someone else. No, he's writing to a friend of God. He is writing to someone who is loved by God. And you are loved by him today. He loves you more than anything. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. And so this morning, today, I want you to see this book. God's writing to you. There are things we can draw from this today. Now, Theophilus, cool names. I, I know we have many. We have, we're fruitful multiplier around Faith or New Church. Some are carrying babies even as we speak right now. If you're seeking out a great name for your child, maybe Theophilus could be in the mix. What y'all think? I don't know. First and middle name somewhere in the middle. But, oh, Theophilus. Now, it's cool because, again, we see the writer of Luke writing to someone, but, again, not just one. And he says this to him. He says, of all that Jesus began 
both to do and teach. Those words are critical because we see something here that Jesus, again, didn't just teach these things. He did these things. Amen. So everything that he taught, he did. He didn't just talk the talk. He walked the walk. Amen. He did this to them. And then you see this. He actually now, this is a picture. Book of Acts is a picture of a release of the authority of Jesus into the apostles today to teach and to do the same thing he did. Amen. And we see Jesus said, you're going to do greater things. Amen. And that's going to happen because there are going to be many of us doing the things that Jesus did. So again, he does it like this. He teaches and he does. Now, the Bible is this for us. This is a cool thing about scripture. I believe cover to cover is a roadmap. Like it is, it is the direction that we can have in life. When you open this book up, no matter where you say there's, we can draw from this scripture said this word is a lamp into our feet, light into our path that directs us. But I think the book of Acts is really cool because I want to call it just, not just a map, but a blueprint. And this blueprint, man, this is something, again, that we can look at and that we can actually see something built from the blueprint. We just had an addition finished up not too long ago out here beside the church that began with a blueprint. And this is what I think is so awesome about it. The blueprints are still in my, in my office. They're rolled up. I can look at them in the blueprint or I can walk out here and walk out that door and experience what was on the blueprint. Amen. So the book of Acts is not just a blueprint that we can read. It is something that we can encounter. It's an experience that we can have by God and we can do and teach and walk in the same thing Jesus did. Amen. So again, it is today, just as it was the acts of the apostles through the Holy Spirit is the acts of the church. And he's talking to me and you today. So we see this book in this light in a whole different way. And I want the book of Acts to do this. I want it to shape our theology. Uh, the way we think, what we believe. I mean, just as much as the epistles. Like We go through the scriptures in here on Wednesday nights, verse on verse, in Ephesians right now. It is awesome what we've been seeing. But I want this book to shape your thinking, to shape your belief system. I want, it to, I want you to look at it and see it. And so, again, when we see things and he says stuff in the blueprint, heal the sick. Cast out devils. Go out and make disciples. I want you to read the blueprint and then go out and walk in and do what God's called us to do. Amen. And so he's calling us to do it, to teach it, to walk in it. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm ready. <clears throat> yeah, say, I'm ready. Amen. All right. So that's just verse one. All right. Somebody say, slow down, pastor. All right, slow down. So let me get a drink of water. <sighs> breathe in, breathe. I told you I get, I get excited. Verse two. Until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. Again, we're seeing, I'm choosing you to reveal this plan. I'm choosing you to be a part of this today. He is in the same light. You're here today because he chose you to be here. He's bringing, he brought you here to be a part of something bigger than you. And so again, he calls this and he brings them in. He gives them this and he has chosen us. He says in verse three, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now, this is why we can't just run through these passages in Scripture. 
Because we see here, and I, I had I, just early in my preparation for this series, I had three things that I was going to share this morning. In other words, I don't pull one. This starts with everything's going to hinge on this. And the first thing this morning that I want us to look at and what shaped and created the acts of the apostle and the acts of the church today, and number one is this, is that Jesus is alive. Amen? Come on. Come on. Give God an offering right now. <clears throat> yeah. Jesus is alive, all right? And you're like, I'm all, okay, okay. But no, you have to understand this. Like, this is critical. This is critical in our belief system. The resurrection of Jesus changed everything. The resurrection of Jesus changed everything. We just came out of the, the birth of Christ, celebrating that during the Christmas season. But that one who was born and, and got in a, in a manger and came to earth, he did this. He grew up, became a man, and he does this. The Bible says he lays his life down for us. He lays his life down for us. That passage says there, after his suffering... You have to understand, listen, Christ suffered for us. It was, it was a cruel crucifixion, a cruel death. They watched this. The disciples, whom they had followed Jesus around for three years, calling him teacher, your rabbi, your master, you're the one we're going to follow. They watched that Jesus suffer. They watched that Jesus be arrested, be placed on trial, found guilty, and he was innocent. Listen, take upon the whole sin of the world, and they watched him suffer. Now, this is what happened. They watched Jesus. Many of them saw this, some from afar, but the Jesus whom they had followed, they watched him now suffer and die, and the last time that they had seen him, for some, he was hanging on a cross. For some, they saw him go into an empty tomb and a stone be placed upon it. And it did this for them. It, it brought in their life, it brought a fear. It, it put them in a place, again, they had been following Jesus. They had seen and heard the teachings of, of, of Christ, had followed him around. But they did this. Those, that, those very same people found themselves in a place of fear. But the resurrection changed everything. Now we have, this is, this is critical because, listen, we see this after the crucifixion, what the life of the disciples looked like. All right? Now, again, this is what we see. It's in John chapter 20. It's throughout Scripture. But in John chapter 20, we see this in verse 19. Then the same day at evening. Now, again, after the crucifixion, after the three days where Jesus is resurrected, he's alive now. And it says this, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Because of what had happened to Jesus, they found themselves in fear. They were like, man, that may happen to us. We saw what they did to him. We know the, the authority that he walked in. And what did that do? That created a fear in their mind and in their hearts to the point they were actually physically hiding from the Jews. And there in the midst of all those things, assembled for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst of them and said, peace be to you. Right? How does that? Because Jesus is alive today. Amen. He is resurrected from the grave. Now, again, this is what we see here. True Christianity is not a dead religion. 
Amen. True. The true church is not, I don't care what Barner Research says. I don't care what anyone else says, but the church of the living God is growing. It's becoming activated. It's moving in a direction because Christ said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So the church of the living God today is growing. It's moving. Not because of us, because Jesus got up out of the grave and he's alive today forevermore. He's alive. Give God praise right now. He's so worthy. He's so worthy. Yeah, he's so worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're so worthy, Jesus. Man, I love this about it. We get everything shifted. Everything changed. Their belief system. Again, this should shape our belief system because they had seen him do it. They had seen him do miracles. They had heard him say things. And I don't know. I don't, I, the disciples, man, they give given a hard time so many times, but man, we do it today. You know, like they were told, Jesus said, this is what's going to happen. And they were in fear, like, oh, no, I can't believe that happened. You know, and, and God tells us stuff sometime. And we're like, man, I, and then later on, it makes sense. I, I want you to understand this about the resurrection. It helped it all begin to make sense. Like that this guy was not just some prophet. He was not just a great teacher. He was not just someone who made claims. He is someone who defeated the grave. He is someone who resurrected from the living grave. This is what we know about Jesus. Listen, he is the only one who ever like in front of like people's peers seeing this happen by professional executioners be placed to death and then get up out of the grave and rise from the dead. Amen. He's the only one to do it. Now, again, if you look at any other tomb of any other belief system, a person who's led that is full today. Amen. Buddha full. Krishna's full. Muhammad's tomb still full. But the tomb of Jesus is empty because Christ is alive forevermore. He's alive forevermore. Thank you, Jesus. He's alive forevermore. So this, again, it shapes everything. This is what it does. I want you to see it's huge. It's huge. So when we start looking, as we go into later to, to chapter one, start looking at chapter two. Anytime the enemy tries to mess with you, no, 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 I don't think so, devil. Jesus is alive. Every time he tries to put you in fear, it did it to these guys. It messed with them. And I don't care what the fear of anything that you may be facing today, the resurrection of Jesus can overcome it. Amen. Y'all was singing some stuff this morning. Amen. When Christ got up, I got up too. Amen. The resurrection of Jesus brings life to us. Now, there's, a, there's so many phobias and fear in the world. I, I, I looked at this. This is what has is, been called the number one phobia or fear today. It is thanatophobia. It is the intense fear of death or the dying process. I want you to understand what the resurrection did. For every one of us who have put faith in Christ, there's no fear. I don't fear what to, man, I, I know this happens when I leave here. I get into the presence of the living God and I am seeing him face to face that it removes all fear. It did this for these guys. These guys were afraid, like in fear, hiding for their life. The resurrection caused this in their life to be willing to die and lay down their life because they had seen the resurrected Lord. 
Lord. Amen. Look at, do a study sometime of how the disciples died. You don't do those things for, for if you don't, again, for a lie. Amen. You, you actually see these are eyewitnesses. Now, this is a difference. This is huge because people die for lies all the time today in religion. It happens all the time. You see people dying for a lie. But these were the witnesses who saw him face to face. They saw the resurrected Lord and the resurrection of Jesus. And when you see him, it will change everything about your life. And so we see this here, man. This is what shifts for them. After the resurrection, man, they were no longer afraid of death. Like the guys who like were afraid and hiding, like when all this was going on, standing up boldly, proclaiming the name of Jesus. We're going to see it. It's about to unfold as we look at this thing. And it is because they know this. He was dead, and now he's alive. If he can do that, he can do anything in my life. I want you to, man, I, when you pray during these 21 days of prayer, I, I don't want you to pull back. It's like If he can get up out of a grave, he can do anything I need, man, in my life. Amen. So we see it today because this is what Scripture says. Paul Man, he said this in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. Verse 14 says, And if Christ is not risen, understand this. If Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. I'm wasting my time right now if Christ didn't get up. And you are too. Because he goes on to say this. And your faith is also empty. Heavy. But what's the flip of that? Lamont? Ah, but because he got up out of the grave today, amen, our preaching, our testimony, our story, the things that he wants to teach and do through you and your faith today is not empty, but it can be full today. And because of the resurrection of Jesus. So again, this is what we know. We saw the resurrection of Jesus shift and shape everything. There are people who would try to do this, who again, atheists, unbelievers, they would say things like, no, the resurrection is a result and comes from because there was a church. They would say that because there was a group of people got together, made up a, a story. Today we have the resurrection because there was a church. Listen, we don't today have the resurrection because the, there was a church. We have the resurrection. I mean, we have the church because there was a resurrection. Amen. We have today the church of the living God because he got up. The New Testament didn't come because, again, if there was a group of people got together. Let's make up something. No, Jesus got out of a grave. And so these things are written. So again, we see the story today. We see how this unfolds. And no other religious leader, no one else in history has done what Jesus has done. No one else. There's been not a time in history, not a time in our life where we look back and we see in this, in the story of history and we look at this today and we see what Christ has done. Now I, I want us to, this is a heavy quote, but Timothy Keller said this. He's with Jesus today, I believe. He's a faithful follower, a man of God, wrote many great works. He said, if Jesus rose from the dead, then you have to accept all that he said. Do you see why the, the resurrection is in question by so many? They don't want to do everything that he's asked and said. 
I mean, it goes to life. So if we can discredit that, but it's historical. Again, how do you get historical evidence? You have eyewitness testimony. You have those, again, that's the, it's, what, it's what separates everything that we see in our faith today. And so, again, he said, that, then you have to accept all that he said. Now, if he didn't rise from the dead, then why worry about any of what he said? It's true. The issue in which everything hangs is not whether or not you like his teaching, but whether or not he rose from the dead. That is, the, that is the thing that shapes everything in our life. And so we see this today. We see a writer named Luke who, who has become now a person of history and wants to study and see these things, who goes eyewitness testimonies, who follows Paul around, who literally lays his life down as well. Why? Because we see Jesus get up out of the grave. Now, this is the beauty of this. As our worship team comes, I want us to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It's in your notes. And as they gather, I want you to look at this passage with me. And I want you to see this. This is what makes this today. And it's what's going to make this book of Acts come alive in our life. And, and when we put faith in this, Jesus is the only one who did it. He didn't just resurrect. He said, I am the resurrection. Amen. He said, I am the life. He said, that's who he, that's who he said he was. And in 1 Corinthians 15, we see this in verse 3. We see the writer named Paul write to this church in Corinth, and he says, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. Can't give away what you've never gotten. I mean, we're like, I want to do something. Get with him. He's going to give you something, and then you'll be able to give it away. It's just beautiful how that works. It'll, it'll just flow right through when you put yourself in position. But he says this, he says, I want to deliver to you, first of all, that which I received. And what does he say? That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Like, again, a guy who persecuted the church becomes willing to lay his life down for that church and help be a part of creating and teaching and setting in motion churches all across the world. Why? Because again, what Christ did, he died for our sins according to the scriptures. What does that mean for me and you this morning? There's not a sin in our life that Christ didn't die for. There is not one thing this morning. Some of you are thinking like, man, well, I've done this in my life. Listen, Christ died for that sin. He gave, he got on a cross and he laid down his life for you, for that sin, for that situation, for that failure. Christ died on a cross for that. He gave his life for that. And this is what happened. It says in verse 4 that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And and again... I love that he just he hung out. He was hanging around for forty days. He 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 made sure he's seen by all these people. He, it's not a fairy tale. It's eyewitness accounts. He goes through and he shows himself to these people. And verse five says, "And that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve, and that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at one time, of whom the greater part remain to the present." So he, this is what again. This is what this is saying. So this is why we can this reliable. So many people question scripture, question the reliability of what Christ did. Why is it? Because again, he said, this Christ did this. He defeated death. He defeated hell. He defeated the grave. He suffered many things on our behalf. 
but he resurrected. And then he does this. He appears to all these people so they can see it happen. Like, so again, to make sure like, that they know like, this is not just something that somebody made up. He said, I want people to see me. And, and so they encountered the resurrected Lord. And we can too. And they saw him and they saw him face to face. And he, again, at one time, he appears to like 500 people that we see this. And the greater part, when this was written, they remain. Like, go ask them. Go ask somebody who came to day five of prayer yesterday. Did your guard show up? I don't know if he, I don't know if I'll, go ask them. Did we get a message from our son saying, man, I rededicated my life to the Lord. I gave everything over to him yesterday. Did, 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 how, yeah, go ask him. Like today we serve a God because he's alive. He's resurrected from the grave. He is the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. And he's alive today. And so he does this in our life. And you can go ask. Go ask me if I've seen God heal. Yeah. You got to listen. Because God heal those things. Yeah. Go ask. Oh, man, and this morning, just, just remain standing. Go ahead and stand with these others who are standing now. I want you to understand this. Listen, this is what Paul was saying. Like, so, so we don't, because we can mess it up. Man, we're so good, like, messing things up. Like, secondhand, sometimes we can mess it up. It's why we have to encounter God for ourselves. It's, it's so important. And so this is what we see here. He said, there are many who saw him alive at that time they remain <laughs> but some have fallen asleep and this hit me as I was studying this thing he didn't say some of them jokers is dead no just falling asleep because they know that the resurrection brought power over death And today, listen, we can have eternal life in and through Christ Jesus. And so it says in verse 7, After that he was seen by James, then also by the apostles. Then, last of all, he was seen by me also. As by one born out of you time. Have you seen the resurrected Lord? I want to ask you to bow your heads if you would. And I want you to know this. Christ got you here today. The Holy Spirit got you in this moment to remind us today that He's alive. And that no matter what you're facing this morning, no matter what situation in your life, He has authority and power over that today. Everything, every sin, every failure, every, every, every wall that's been built in your life, every struggle of fear, every, everything of depression, every bondage that you, every one of those things can fall today. Why? Because Jesus got up and defeated the greatest thing that was death. And it's just as the Holy Spirit right now is moving through this room right now, as he's, he's flogging the home, I just can just see the Holy Spirit at work right now, just in homes and, and in families right now, just right where you're watching this right now. Just let the Holy Spirit just begin to move in your heart. And first of all, we see it, and it's important. What this, what this resurrected Lord can do is to bring salvation 
Again, he died for our sins. And so I, as we go into this book of Acts, this is what I want to see. I want to see every one of you operate, walk in, be a part of the church of the living God. And I'm not talking about a member of faith or new. That's cool. But I want you to be a part of the church of the living God. I want you to be a part of that family today, the family of God, so that you do this. The acts of the apostles and the acts of the Holy Spirit become the acts of God at work in your life. But it starts with this. Do you know him? Do you have a relationship with him? As heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you don't know him right now, if you need to surrender your life to Jesus, right where you're standing right now, I'm not going to count to nothing. I just want you right now to lift up your hand. If you're in this room, I'm going to pray with you right where you're standing. If I see a hand in this room, I'm going to pray with you. So I want you to raise it high. God bless you. Yeah, who else? Raise it up high. Come on, praise God. Yeah, come on. Who else? Raise it up high. Yeah, I want to see it. Come on, listen. Come on, God's good. Come on, right now, pray. Listen, people right now are getting ready to truly encounter and become a part of the church of the living God. Right He's about to transform their life. Resurrection power is about to come into their life right now. Come on, anyone else, just raise it up. Just say right now, if you've lifted up your hand, just say, God, I come to you. I need you. Lord, I believe today you resurrected for me. I believe you defeated death. I believe you defeated the grave. I believe you died for my sins. Now, Lord, be my God. Be my Lord. Lead my life in every way. I surrender to you now. I recognize my need for you today. And God, I accept the resurrection power of Jesus into my life now. And it's in that name I pray. In Jesus' holy name. Come on, can we celebrate right now what God is doing? We want to help you. Come on, yeah. We want to help you take next steps. We want you to do this. If you've given your life to the Lord today, make sure you don't leave. Make sure there's next steps on the church center app. There's going to be pastors, leaders in this room, prayer team. Go to them. But this is what I want us to do. This is day six. If you haven't been able to make it during this prayer time, listen, no pressure. Understand. Listen, but you're here now. And you can be a part of day six prayer right now. So this is what I want us to do. Before we pray together as a church, and the Lord, he instructed me like, I didn't do it at 9 a.m. He's like, should have done this. I was like, I'm sorry. You know, and we're still good. We're all good. He was like, I just showed the church I have power over anything. So this is what I just want to do. If you have a prayer need in your life of any kind, I don't care how big or how small it may feel or look to you right now, Jesus got out of the grave, and there's power in him. And so we're going to pray. So we're, I'm about to open up the altar and invite whoever will just to come and just pray. But if you have a need in your life, before I do that, listen, if you need prayer, we have prayer team, we have leadership. We, we're going to pray. We have a body of people who believe in this thing. If you need prayer in your life, any situation, I just want you to begin to step out and come make your way down. And as you come right now, you're not going to be alone. You're going to have people going to pray with you, for you. I don't care what it is. No matter how big it may look right now, I want to invite you to come. So right now, as people come right now, prayer team begin to help us. Leadership team begin to help us. Now listen, as this ministry begins to happen, yeah, God bless you. Just keep, keep step forward just so we'll know that's you. Yeah, all the way to front, just so we'll know. About to have a lot more people come down here and pray. Yeah, God bless you. Prayer team, don't wait. Don't hesitate. Begin that right now. Activate and go right now. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I just feel resurrection power right now. I feel life coming into dead things right now. In the name of Jesus. Father, I just pray right now. Lord, to you, God, knowing that you're alive and hear us right now. Come on, right now. You're praying to a God who hears you right now. You have an opportunity to respond to a God who, who is alive today and who can move in your situation. 
Come on, anyone else, if you need prayer before I open this thing up, if you need prayer, I don't, we don't want to miss you. We don't want to miss anybody in this room. Yeah, some of you ladies help us here. Come on, just who else? Yeah, ministry's already happened in the room. Yeah, God bless you. Who else? Who else will come? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, this is what I want us to do. I just want you to get with God now over these next few moments. Our worship team is going to minister a song. Holy Spirit is going to be continued to be released in this house. And we're just going to pray and seek the face of God. And we believe this. He's alive. And he's going to move as we pray right now. So just right now, if you would, I want to open up the altars. find you. A Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.